Kill Devil Hills, North Carolina, Autumn, 1970. Hale's lungs were tight as he gripped his duffel in one hand and held his uniform over his shoulder with the other. He flew up the steps of the small fishing cottage that his wife was renting from the Shelby family and arrived on the wide porch. He had imagined the moment he'd see her so many times that he felt like he was performing a play. He dropped the duffel right there and knocked on the screen door. Why was he knocking? She knew he was coming. He threw the door open and walked into the small entry. It opened into the family room. He wiped his feet while he scanned the space. April! His heart beat fast and heavy. Yes, he was home under difficult circumstances. Hale's wife was having difficulty coping with the stillbirth of their daughter. He was worried for her and knew if his skipper granted hardship leave that things must be bad. Yet he was determined, sure as he had finally arrived at the outer banks, he was confident that he could make her well. He just needed to see her, to hold her, to tell her everything was going to be okay. The Guess Who's No Sugar Tonight was playing on the radio. The tune brought a smile to his face. He rushed down the hallway and poked his head into two bedrooms and a bathroom before finding the room April had been using. He tucked his naval uniform into the closet, went back to the kitchen, and turned off the radio, straining to hear any noise that might signal April's location. He went back outside, inhaling the salty air. Where was she? He leapt off the porch and crossed the gravelly lane called Beach Road, stepping onto the sand, craning his neck to catch a glimpse of her. A seagull clipped Hale's head as it landed off to the side, then flipped a whitefish into its mouth. As far as he could see, the beach was empty, yet he thought he should walk it, search for April. He didn't know which direction she would have walked, but he started out anyway. Heading south, a flock of black birds escorted him from above. Scores of them moved together like one great wing flapping in the wind. The whoosh of their collective descent was punctuated by their coarse, throaty screams. The sand worked into Hale's shoes, each particle stabbing at the skin below his ankles. He pushed one shoe off and then the other, leaving them near a smattering of driftwood that had been pushed ashore by high tide. The birds dropped, their calls growing louder, drowning out the surf. One by one, the black skimmers rained from the sky like bombs, their red beaks bright against the gray sky that had crept in with Hale's arrival. Some of the birds landed in the shoals and poked and prodded at the sand. He came upon the largest cluster of birds, the beige sand peeking out in small patches among the blackness, and his eye went to a different form, a woman sitting rod straight, motionless in the center of the black avian shroud. Her blonde hair whipped in the wind like the seagrass at his feet. Hale stopped. His heart thumped. April. He willed himself to breathe, to move toward her. He'd never seen such a sight, the way she seemed partly born of the sand, partly able to sprout wings and fly away. April, he said, waving even though her back was to him. 
She did not respond. He called again, his words turned back to him by the stiff ocean gales. He jogged toward her, weaving in between napping skimmers, hopping over those that were too busy eating to move out of his way. When he had nearly reached April, he halted again. He suddenly felt nervous about his excitement. He felt her sadness as though they shared the same soul. He'd never seen such a stunning sight in his life. Her elegance was apparent even sitting on a beach in the middle of birds. She turned her head slightly, her profile facing him. His stomach flipped. Oh my God, is she beautiful. The wind tossed her hair, making her appear as though she were posing for a magazine shoot.